So we're holding by Malach Malif, where Perak Hey Pasuk Vav the Yishir was started as a Schosi Lenishmas, Yechaskal Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schosi Lenishmas, Rabbechil Mechel Ben Asher, and Chaim Loza Ben Shemshanari, as well as a Schosi for Uchlema, for Moshe Ben Miriam, Yosef Ben Achim Ben Chava, and Chaim Moshe Shua Ben Malka. So we saw last time that this was the golden age of the history of Klai Yisrael. During the Malkas of Shlomo Melech, Klai Yisrael lived securely in Eretz Yisrael. There were no external threats, there were no internal threats, Klai Yisrael got along. There was achdos, there was prosperity, everyone was, was uh, successful, and everyone was keeping Torah and mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael. The Sadagura Pshemesh al-Rebbe, Rav Mordechai Shlomi Yosef, brings down that there's a Mishnah in Erevin, on Naf Yedzayin Aleph, where the Mishnah says that Klai Yisrael, an army, a Jewish army that goes out to battle, is putter from four things. Taking, they can take wood from any place. They're potter from Demai, and then they're also potter from Nitilas Gedayim and from Erevin. Separately, there's a Gemara in Shabbos on Daf Yedalad Amid Beis that says that Shloima was Misakein Erevin and Nitilas Gedayim. So Rav Haigain explains that the reason why Shloima was Misakein this was because until this point. Klai Yisrael was always busy with battles. During the times of the Shoftim, since they entered Eretz Yisrael, during the times of the Shoftim, Shaul, David, Klai Yisrael was always fighting battles. So therefore they were part of from these mitzvahs. So these mitzvahs were not kept and were not known amongst Klai Yisrael. When was the first time when these mitzvahs became relevant? In our, during the times of Shlomo, as hinted at in our Pasuk, and he brings down our Pasuk, Vayeshev Yehud of Yisrael Levetach, they lived securely, and in the previous passage, that there was peace all around. So now that there was no longer a need for an army, now all of a sudden, Klai Yisrael became a chuyiv in these mitzvahs. So Shlomai was chayzer and reinstituted the mitzvahs of Erevin and the mitzvahs of Natil Sidayim. So that's why tying together the Mishnah and Erevin and the Gemara and Shabbos, you have a beautiful understanding of why Shlomo was the first one to be Mesakein Nitiyasitayim and Mesakein Erevin. So Pasuk Vav, Ahilish Shlomo, Arboyim Elef Urvois Susim Lemerkavai. Shlomo had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots. Ushnei Maser Elef Parashim, and he had 12,000 horsemen. The Chilkalu, Pasuk Zayin, the Chilkalu, Anitzavim Oelev, the the commissioners that we talked about in Perek Dalid, those 12 commissioners, they would support the king. They also would support, they would support not only Shlomai, but the tremendous amount of food was also to support all those who ate at Shlomai's table, each one of those commissioners for his assigned month. They didn't leave anything Lacking, there was nothing missing, which Rashi brings down from a medrash that they would even have in the uh, winter season, they would have summer fruits and vice versa. So it's like nowadays, nowadays you can pretty much get uh, fruits in any season. So it was like that in Shlomo's time, they were able to provide even fruits that were I, that were technically out of season, they were able to provide because they were able to get it from other locations in the world where it was available. Gemara and Sanhedrin and the Chafalafam and Beis deals with our Psukim. First, the Gemara asks a stira from our Psukim here that there were 40,000 stalls to the Pasuk in Divrei Yamim, which says that there were 4,000 stalls. So the Gemara explains that in Divrei Yamim, it's talking about the stables. There were 4,000 stables. Each stable had a stall for 10 horses. So there were 10 um 
there, so there were 10 stalls in each stable. So it comes out there were 4,000 stables times 10. There were 40,000 stalls where the horses were kept. Each horse was kept in an individual stall. Now, no matter what the number is, there's a tremendous amount of horses. And especially if we understand that Shlomo was not fighting wars, so there was no need to have such a large force of horses, such a large uh, force of cavalry. And in fact, the Gemara says that Shlomo was over the Isim and Atayra of Raklayar Beloisusim, that a king is not allowed to have too many horses. As the Pasuk says, Pastor Shoftim, Raklayar Beloisusim, that the king is not allowed to have too many horses, or send the people back to Mitzrayim, in order to add additional horses. Because Hashem warned you not to go back the way towards Mitzrayim again. In those days, the primary supplier of horses was Mitzrayim. So in order for Klai Yisrael to have horses, enough horses for, for um, to supply Shleimai, would have been necessary to send expeditions back to Mitzrayim to pick out and purchase these horses. And obviously the Torah answers it. The Shleimai relied on his Chachma because Shleimai said, the, the Torah says, in order of So Shleimai said, I'll have horses without returning the people to Mitzrayim. He said, since the Torah says the reason, I'm smart enough that I can get horses without sending the people back to Mitzrayim. However, because I'll say that in the end he was proven wrong, he did have to turn to Mitzrayim for his supply of horses. And Chazal used this as an example that no one should ever think they're wiser, they're smarter than the Torah, even if the Torah gives the reason. A person's not allowed to say, well, I'll keep the Torah and I'll be over that Avera and I won't fall and I won't uh, uh, stumble over the reason that the, uh, that the Torah gives. Now the Malbim and the Abarbanel seem to defend Shlema because they say that, and the Malbim goes into length on this, he goes back to what he said about the Suudas Shlema, the Shulchan Shlema. He said that the Melech's table reflects his status, and since Shlema was a king over the whole world, so he had to have a table that sort of presented that. He says, similarly, the cavalry and the uh, large amount of horses also reflected Shlema's status, and therefore, as befitting his covet, he had to have a large number of horses. And he, had, and he says that this accomplished three things. First of all, it was such a show of force that Shlema was able to intimidate the other nations when they heard that Shlema had 40,000 cavalry, so they were afraid to start up, and part of what kept them in line was the knowledge that Shlema had 40,000 horses. So to say that Shlema had more than he needed, they accomplished the fact that Shlema had peace because he had 40,000 horses. The Mabim says that when the Pasuk said that it means specifically the kings. That Shlomai ruled over the king. Shlomai intimidated the kings. The kings themselves, not their people. He didn't conquer the people, but he intimidated the kings. The kings then went back to their people and said, we can't start up with Shlomai because we are intimidated by him. He's much more powerful than us. The second thing that it accomplished is that that since Shlomai had peace all around, even those that Shlomai did not intimidate, or rather that Shlomai did not rule, were also intimidated by him because of his tremendous show of force. And thirdly, was that Klai Yisrael was able, Vayeshev Yehuda of Yisrael that Klai Yisrael was able to live peacefully without any threat of any foreign enemy attacking because of the tremendous amount of horses that Shlomo had. So it would seem, according to them, that Shlomo's large show of horses did serve a purpose in keeping Klai Yisrael secure.